You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about food and restaurants at Disneyland and Disney World. I'm your host, Kristen, and joining me today is Al John from Jedi Mouseketeer. Hello. How are you, you doing today? I'm good. Is there a little delay on your end? <laughs> A little bit. There was. A little bit. Not too shabby. <laughs> it happens. It's the internet. But I'm glad to be here to talk about food. We don't get enough uh, discussion podcasting time on all the different shows that we have, apparently. So we, I have to come in and help you out on this show. <laughs> well, today we're going to be discussing a taste of bull and bear, as well as the royal tea, which takes place at Peacock Alley. Both of these restaurants are located in Waldorf Astoria, Orlando, which is within those gates of Disney, but not a Disney hotel. So love them. discussing those. Yes. But before we get into that, we would like to thank you for downloading the show on iTunes, streaming it on Stitcher, or watching the webcast on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and let your friends know about this podcast. Um, if you want to help us, one way you can support us is by shopping our affiliate links. We have the Disney Store, Garden Grocers, Jelly Belly, or you can pick up one of the Dining at Disney ebooks. So I suggest Let's you get do on. It. Do it now. We can wait. You can just hit so, pause. <laughs> let's get into discussing our meal for the day. We're going to be skipping the appetizer and the entree portion and just getting into the, the big dish because we've got a lot to talk about there. <laughs> yes. There is. How much do I love the Waldorf Astoria Orlando? A lot. More than you know. Love that place. Absolutely love it. One of the best nights of sleep ever. And what a great meal did we have there. I mean, we had great meal, great service. It was awesome. Their food is always fantastic whenever we've been there. Mm, it's so good. I'm, I'm looking through my iPhone, looking at all the pictures that we took uh, during that and uh, some on your Instagram as well. And, oh, it just makes me hungry. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving. Well, you can eat after this. Okay. Bull so and bear. Yes, bowl and bear. Now, these these two experiences we're talking about uh, took place during their food and wine weekends, which occurs. It coincides with the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival uh, during that time. This is just on the weekend. So as far as like bowl and bear, you can book that for Friday and Saturdays. And they have done this in the past. This isn't the first year. They've done this for uh, a few years now. And. Bull and Bear, you can eat there anytime, but as far as this tasting, that just takes place during the food and wine weekends. But we still think you need to go to this place. Um, as far as what the restaurant is like, um, I would say it has that kind of 
fine, elegant, um, club type feel to it. Wouldn't you say? It's definitely a formal dining restaurant, I would say. Yeah. And it's got so the- when it comes down to it, it's really nice for couples, uh, families with older children. And it's just a really nice, elegant experience. Of course, they do have, you know, a lounge there that, that people can kind of be very casual. But, uh, you know, not, not to say that you have to be so formal to you have to wear a coat and tie. You don't have to do that there. But no, uh, this is not Victoria and Albert's kind of that kind of fine dining dress code. This is this is going to be business casual. So, you know, like your uh, collared shirts. You know, things things like that. You don't have to get all dressed up, but you're not going to go in there in a tank top and like some cutoff shorts. It's a little bit, it's a little finer than that. You know, it's, it's in, it has that, like I said, it's got dark wood in the place. So it has, it gives me that feel of like cu- classic country club kind of um, place that you would go to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely on par with something like a Yachtsman State Club and st- Steakhouse in terms of like you know, what kind of dress you should get in there, you know, but definitely don't be there in a tank top and flip flops and hat and (laughs) all that. But I do like it a lot. Well, let's, let's start off and tell them a little bit about um, what we got to try as far as the menu. And then we can kind of go into how everything was. What do you think? Sure. Go ahead. I'll, I'll follow you lead. Okay. So they start off with an, um, a mousse bouche, which is a complimentary item that is prepared by the chef, is it's it's just a taste. It's one little bite um, to kind of get you kicked off into the meal. So they brought that out, and then we had a potato uh, cappuccino. That was our first course, and it was served with a Vienna wine. Uh, for the salad course, we had a main lobster salad served with alcove pinot gris. We had for the fish course, there was Chilean sea bass, and that was so, um, served with the Sonoma uh, Couture Chardonnay. Then for what they call their pasture course, is eight ounce filet of beef. And that was served with 1,000 Stories Red Zinfandel. And then for dessert, we had what they called the big reveal. It was a lemon and berry pavlova. And it was served with um, Alver, Solero, uh, Pedro. And I'm not sure how to say the last name. (laughs) Very fancy. But it was was like a a port-style wine. Right. You know, I don't know if you have pictures. I know that obviously this is an audio podcast as well as a video show for your YouTube channel. But just to give you an idea of what that. Uh, the amuse-bouche. The amuse-bouche Which was, was a cured yeah. sirloin. It literally was served on a teaspoon and it was very, very yummy there. And uh, that way your viewers can take a look at it. It it was just perfect. You know, just a little bit of that and a little bit of the wine. And the the wine pairing with every course was just mm, so good. So kudos to the chef on that. So how did you want to break this down by by the let's let's go course by course. How's that okay, sound? Go for it. So we talked a little bit about that. You know, it's always nice when you sit down to have a nice, very simple bite, and this gives you a, a, a preview of what's to come. How how neat is that? And uh, served on that slate, it's just a really nice presentation. Loved it. Very tasty morsel. <laughs> it's going to make me hungry doing this. Just Sorry. 
Well, hey, <laughs> you chose the time. So, no, it's always food. I mean, so it always makes you hungry. Uh, so the the first the first course that we received was the potato cappuccino, which oh. sounds very interesting, and it actually it is. It's a really unique um, dish. It's not you know you might be thinking okay well this is going to be along the lines of like a potato soup, but it's it's all creamy. There's no like chunks of potato in it, and it's and it's layered with um, crumb fresh on top. Yeah, and a right. little bit of mushroom salt. <laughs> and they they recommend taking one sip and then stirring the cappuccino together and then finishing it that way. And it's very, very rich. Very I creamy. This all day. I it mean, was this so isn't good. like this is unlike any kind of creamy soup you've had. I mean, it is it's heavy. But it is so good. I'm going through your Instagram. I didn't see you post a little Instagram of it, but it literally is served in a cappuccino cup. It is on the website. It is on the website? Okay. Mm -hmm. I wrote, I already wrote the review for it. So it's not on your um, So I'll have to look. Um, But it was so rich. And the first thing I said to to Kristen, because they served it and they put the little, uh, they put a little truffle on the top. And wow, all I can say is it's just the best soup you've ever had. It's so creamy. And and the first thing I said to you, Kristen, was there's a lot of cream in this. Not half and half. It's cream. <laughs> it's rich. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not frothy, but it does look like a little cappuccino. And the uh, saltiness and the starchiness of the potato were just it was just absolutely perfect. So a great way to start. Gosh, and I'm, the wine that I'm, it was paired with, I thought went really nice. Because it was light, and so it, I thought, enhanced the richness of the soup. You know, they complemented each other very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That everything we had, like I said, from like you said, uh, from the the wine and every course that was brought out, literally brings out the best of of each other. The food and the wine just was perfect pairing. Well, and I guess one thing I should note is. The style that the the way this restaurant delivers its dishes is is definitely fine dining. You have your head server, which there they call the captain, and he um, goes over everything with you. And then there's a couple other, uh, I guess, best way to put it would be like a server assistant that they make sure that you've got you know your waters full, and when bread. you're finished with the plate, the plates are removed. You know they're they're assisting bre- more bread, those kinds of things that you it's may need. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a team effort. Yeah, it's a team but like uh, head assistants, you know, all that. And every course, as it is presented, uh, they go through the process of it, the different flavors, things like that about the dishes, which is really nice. And and about the wines as well. Um, like the wine that came with the main lobster salad that we enjoyed, it has its name Elk Cove because the on the property they have 100 elks that live there so it was named elk cove for the elks that are already you know that reside there i mean little me. little things like that as well as a little bit about the, the the wine itself but it's it's pretty cool you talk about the lobster salad there it is right there on your instagram oh so yummy so yummy and, and that lobster, the lobster is so good mm. The main lobster uh, salad had an herb emulsion, 
McGregor Farm Petites. Um, that's the greens, mainly sorrel, which is related to the spinach family, and aioli. Uh, you know, often you may find that lobster is a, a little chewy. I'm not saying a lot chewy, a lot chewy, you know, then you know it's way overcooked. But it's very rare that you have lobster that's cooked perfectly and just kind of like melts in your mouth. And this was, it was so tender. Yeah, totally. Yeah, once again, there is no dish that I could not have just sat and eaten all day. It was that good. And, uh, you know, they, they serve these little plates and uh, it's just absolutely amazing. So good. And with this, the I'm not really a big fan, uh, fan of Pinot Gris. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my least favorite wines to drink. This one I really enjoyed because it had a little bit of um, the characteristics you would find in a Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, you know, it's um, a little bit oaky but also crisp at the same time. So, right. And your head weight. I really like that. Yeah. Your head weight did a great job of describing the wine and I'm not a wine connoisseur like you are, but I do like a Pinot Gris. um, And that was very good. Perfect. Perfect pairing. Once again. On to our next dish, which was the, uh, encrusted Chilean sea bass. And this, um, this course on top, it was, um, they actually take a Chilean sea bass and they bake it. And then on top, they put, it's a uh, spinach with mushroom and tomato. And then it's baked again. On it is pureed, uh, it's sorrel sauce, which is that, that like spinach, spinach, um, not as bitter as spinach. And then around that, they pipe, um, I'm just through blank, um, Butternut squash. <laughs> I've got the picture uh, on right there uh, for, for people to see while the video is going. And talk about decadent. My goodness. This Chilean sea bass cooked perfectly to me. And I've never, ever had that, that crust on top with that uh, the tomato and the panko on it. And it had that nice crunch, a nice uh, savory taste and flavor to it. And of course, paired with the the fish, the sea bass, and the uh, the rest of the uh, the sauces below. Wow, it just melted in your mouth. I just uh, once again loved it so much. And one thing that uh, I'm sure you're going to talk about is the fact that this is brand new to the menu. It's not on the menu yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we found out is with the dishes, they must be ordered. 100 times before they are permanently placed on the menu. So this would be a so special So that way that the they're making sure about. so you know this is I guess they're making sure that it's consistent and everybody's enjoying it and and that kind of stuff. So I think that's pretty pretty cool and it, I really hope they add it. So everybody go ahead and order this because it's so good. <laughs> Keep on ordering it. And this was paired with the uh, Chardonnay and it was a had a little bit of oak to it but also was a creamy type chardonnay so i i really liked it but i am a fan of chardonnay that's my favorite white wine mm-hmm. so i'm a little little biased to the chardonnay <laughs> um so the next course was the pasture which was the eight ounce filet of beef and this was served with uh, potatoes 
sauteed seasonal mushrooms and a roasted garlic clove. Now, um, the potatoes were pavé style, which means they are cut up paper thin and then they're put back together, baked, and then they're crisp and soft on the outside, um, soft on the inside. And it kind of allows the the mild cheddar really to come through with that instead of um, being overpowering or anything like that. I liked it. And That's I'm the first not, time I've ever had anything cooked in that that way. Yeah. And, and the steak, yummy. of course, perfectly cooked. And I am a picky, picky. I'm a picky either hamburgers or steaks. Like I want, if I'm eating beef, it needs to be cooked medium rare. Mm-hmm. If it is cooked medium well or well done or I just, I won't eat it. And this was absolutely perfect. I love it. You know me, I'm a huge um, steak person, love steak in every way, shape, form, or fashion. And so when this came out, wow, uh, the the steak, of course, was amazingly prepared, tasted great, but the garlic clove, extra yumminess, and uh, paired with a little bit of that, that, that muffin brioche <laughs> bread was just great, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I did did a mistake okay (laughs) i love the brioche bread so much i i tried to stop at two little muffins i ended up getting three because she said are you sure you don't want another one and i said well sure okay that was my mistake um because i had so much food to eat but it was so great like i said the potatoes had a very interesting texture because of the way it was prepared and the mushrooms had a, the the great earthiness, so a perfect dish, much like the fish. So I I was very very happy about it, definitely. Okay, Al John. So since you are the steak eater, how did you feel about the steak? Well, I am a fan of New York strip because I love the flavor, and a New York strip done really well is just mouth watering. Absolutely love it. Fillets not so much. Fillet for me is more of a um, uh, a texture thing it does have some flavor this actually had a lot of really good flavor and of course the steak was cooked to perfection so out of the fillets that i've had in and around the disney uh, gates this is at the top of my list um, i did not have a fillet I, I don't remember if i had a fillet at victorian alberts i don't believe i did and kristen correct me if i'm wrong I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to pull out the menu. I still haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe I've had that. But I did have at one point a fillet um, in the risotto at uh, La Cellier. I believe I had it at Narcosis. I you believe did, that's what comes with the lobster. Mm-hmm. I believe I may have even had it at the Flying Fish, but. Um, but I've had at least four different ones, and it uh, maybe I don't know if I had it at Yachtsman's. Um, because I know what I want there and they always have what I want, <laughs> so <laughs> which is a New York strip. So, but yes, for the fillets I, I have had, it's great. And I am a connoisseur of steaks and this was very, very great. And uh, once again, the potatoes, very unique in its uh, cooking, but I do love how every little sliver of the potato allowed for that cheese to set in there. And it was just a perfect, well-balanced potato, uh, great uh, mushrooms, earthy mushrooms. So everything about this entire dish in and of itself was amazing, much like the fish was, you know, so every, every dish was its own self-contained experience along with the wine pairing. Wonderful. 
And then the wine is 1000 Stories Red Zinfandel. And the cool thing about this is it is made in um, rinsed Four Roses bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. So it adds a little bit of sweetness to the Zinfandel. Nothing wrong with a little bourbon. I like it. No. <laughs> I'll take it. And then for dessert, we had a very unique um I thought this was a really unique, cool presentation. I was not expecting it. They bring out what is a chocolate dome with some mint water, and they slowly pour the hot mint water over the chocolate, which then reveals the inside that has the lemon and berry pavlova with Tahitian vanilla ice cream and meringue. Okay. It was yummy. Yes, it was very yummy. However, instead of water, might I might I suggest hot cream instead? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, because that's all you need. More richness on top. Of- I need more richness on top. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I thought it was great. A nice reveal. Unfortunately, the lighting was uh, very low had a very nice atmosphere because uh, I believe Kristen, we were there for about three and a half hours, if not longer for this entire, this entire adventure, culinary adventure, as you would say, but the dessert was great paired with that port. And let me see here, that particular one, as you said, was uh, quite special. I don't remember if I took a picture of it, um, you may have Instagrammed it. I may have Instagrammed it as well. But uh, wasn't that port wine actually mixed with um, a really old vintage? So there's a little bit of that old vintage in every little bottle? I don't remember. Okay. I'm going to try to remember here. Okay. So here By that it point, is. we were so full. <laughs> uh, it is Alver Solera Port Wine. And it says that it has a wine vintage blend dating all the way back to 1927. So just to give you an idea, here is what it looks like. And this is from my Instagram account. So you can see on the label itself, it does say the vintage 1927. So they basically have a little bit of that in every single one. And you can see you can see the uh, the nice candlelight dome that they brought, which is something that Kristen had introduced me to uh, from her tours of Europe, which they have on our, uh, our table, which are really, really, really nice. We've got like three of them Mm -hmm. there. Those were imported from, I don't remember if he said that those were imported from France, but I know that, that those are, he did say they were important from somewhere in, in Europe. The plates I know are from France. Well, they had those imported. But those record, little domes yeah. you can find at the Christmas markets um, in Europe. I've, I've seen them in Germany as well as, as Austria. Uh, have not been to a French Christmas market, but they have those there. And there's so many of them. And I think he said there's over 300 different designs that have been put on those domes, which is, it's a lot. I mean, well, they're, they're very popular. They're really, we have three. They're really cool. We yeah. have three of the 300 then. Well, we have one that has the Neuschweinstein castle on it. So. And but, while you're talking, while we're talking about France, once again, this is a great opportunity to say that uh, our hearts go out to the, to France and the France people for the recent attack. So very cool stuff though, in terms of food offerings there at the Waldorf and the bull and bear. My goodness. Mm-hmm. A meal I will never forget, for sure. 
Uh, one thing to note is you can book this um, if you're looking to dine at Bull and Bear, of course, for dinner. You can book a reservation by either calling them. We do have the phone number on the website. It's 407-597-5413. Or you can reserve it via open table, which is nice and convenient because you can just use your phone and there you go. Use, use that phone the open crack, table app. Which screen. Is, <laughs> yeah, see, this is what happens when you put a case that you really like the way it looks on your phone. Then, yeah, you drop it and you shatter the screen. Same thing happened and to I, me with it's been how many weeks now? <laughs> oh, the same thing happened to me with oh. that's why I don't use it anymore. But um, once again, kudos to everyone there at Bull and Bear. Uh, Bull and Bear. Thank you, Waldorf Astoria, for having us. This is something we're definitely going to be talking about on the show that we do for Sorcerer Radio, WW Tiki Room, and just uh, not as in, in depth, not as in depth, but um. And we'll probably also talk about the resort as well, because we uh, ended up loving the resort as always. This is my second time staying there at the Waldorf Astoria, and I love that place. I really do. One thing I do want to note that's very, very cool about Bull and Bear are their menus. They are the first restaurant to have iPad menus. And you can click on, like, say you hit appetizers, and then you can hit touch the dish, and you'll be able to see a picture of it. In addition to it, below, it lists wine pairings that they recommend with it, as well as the prices on there. So I think that's pretty awesome that you can see all of that. You you have a visual of what you're going to be, you know, enjoying. So... I yeah, do, I do like that about their menus. Well, the thing is about the menu is it it's it looks so traditional when they show it to you. And uh, most high end restaurants these days, you know, you'll see a backlit type of uh, situation where they have the backlight in there and you'll be able to see it in a dark restaurant. However, with the iPad, it's great. And when you just touch the the name of it, the picture comes up. And that's what's great because you have those really nice high resolution iPads and the pictures they take are phenomenal. And the pictures are just as good. In other words, when you order, you know, typically when you, you order something from a menu, sometimes it resembles what you order and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes it's, <laughs> but this is incredibly well done. The plating, the consistency, the size, everything about the dish that you see is very much the dish that you will get. And that is very, very impressive. And once again, great technology puts a good use there at Bull and Bear. Well, I highly recommend checking out Bull and Bear. And if you're headed to Walt Disney World next year during the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, I recommend if you're going to be there on the weekend to make a reservation. And I, I'm guessing they're going to be doing this again next year because it does go over so well for their resorts to uh, book that because it's just, it's a really fun um delicious, educational. Um, it's it just a nice way to spend an evening. You know, make make your reservation for six or seven o'clock. And, you know, if you have kids with you, they have kids programs there. You know, put the kids in the kids program and have a nice adult dinner out. So that's I agree. And you know what? You don't have to be a culinary uh, expedition person and be so adventurous. There is food that's very accessible to everyone. So if your seafood is not your deal, 
Um, obviously, you can be very steak heavy. If you're a vegetarian, obviously, they can cater to you. And even gluten-free to, to a degree. I believe they even have gluten-free stuff on the menu, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they did. whatever the case is, no matter the dietary concerns, you can have a really elegant meal and they will cater to you. That's what they do, and they do it very well. So I have the highest recommendation for this restaurant. Um, so if you feel if you feel froggy and you want to feel adventurous and go on a culinary adventure, uh, they will cater to you. But if you just like if you love meat and potatoes, but you love meat and potatoes elevated to the next level, this place will definitely uh, cater to you as well. If you would like to check out the photos or anything else like that, all you have to do is visit diningatdisney.com and the review is on there. Uh, you'll be able to find the link located underneath um, along the side. We've got that little banner that says Food and Wine Weekends at Waldorf Story Orlando. If you click on that, you'll find the link to these uh the reviews for today, Bull and Bear, and then um, as we're about to get into the royalty at Peacock Alley. So you can find all that there. Okay, on to the royalty. Now, this takes place on Sundays. It's not just during their food and wine weekends. This you can actually enjoy at other times throughout the year. And it takes place on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in Peacock Alley. And they section off a portion of the lounge. They put some beautiful, nice white crisp linens on the table, as well as uh, your uh, dinnerware for enjoying the uh, this little elegant afternoon experience. And you start off with them presenting you with your tea selection. And they have a, a, a variety. They've got Earl Grey. There is um, a citrus mint. I'm trying to think what other, some of the other ones were. Um, trying to think if which I ones you, we if did. I show you the picture, will, you, will you remember them? Um, trying to read them is um, where well, they have I'm a having lot of some tea, issues. For sure. <laughs> English breakfast is another one. A ginger peach. Um, here's what I the uh, table the, looks like. If you can see, we're able to get a little bit of. Uh, we have a little bit of some uh, champagne in there as well. Oh, white ginger pear. That's what you and I had. Yes, very tasty. Jasmine, jasmine green tea. That was the other one. You know, I said to my friends during um, during your birthday party, which, by the way, happy birthday. Um, I said i enjoyed tea <laughs> i enjoyed tea time <laughs> and they looked at our friends looked at me like you went to tea time what is wrong with you and i said nope <laughs> nope i love tea time at waldorf astoria and i would go there again and again that's how much i loved it um you think that you know tea service okay great you know i can have these teas anytime in my room but the experience was great so the the variety of tea was great our service was great and moving on to something that I love was the sandwiches. You want to talk about that next? Yes. But I do want to say that everything is brought to you um, at a very relaxed pace. You know, there's no no hurrying you out of there. They bring in your tea. You can sit there and enjoy it. Or they can go ahead and bring you your tea sandwiches. When they're done with those, they also, you know, want some more tea. You can choose a different kind. Relax a little bit before they bring in the sweets for you. So it's not a hurry to see very relaxing European style tea service. And on to the sandwiches. They bring you 
five different sandwiches. And the ones that we were able to try, there was the cucumber and it had shaved cucumber and pear with dill cream cheese. There's a roasted turkey with dried cranberry cream cheese on carrot cake. A black forest ham, which was one of my favorites, with whole grain mustard cream cheese, peppers, and arugula. Classic egg salad with an herb mayonnaise and watercress. And smoked salmon with shallots, creme fraiche, and capers. If you're, for those of you that can actually um, see the pictures from it, you'll notice that there's two of every one. So that way everyone has their own little tea sandwich and it's not somebody going, but I really wanted that one or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Everybody gets gets one of each. So it's a nice, uh, and they're about two, three bites, depending on how big of a bite you take. Or one bite for me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just being honest here. I, of course, I ate them in two bites, but the uh, there wasn't a sandwich on here I didn't like. Now, which one would you say was your favorite? You know, believe it or not, I love the egg salad. I'm the a big salad? fan of the egg salad was great, followed by the, uh, the black. It was forest. very creamy. Mm-hmm. It was whipped up really well. And uh, followed by the black forest ham. I did like that as well. But um, not the smoked salmon. The smoked salmon was great. Like I said, there isn't a sandwich there I didn't like, you know, but if I had to choose, I'd put the egg salad and the the ham and the salmon. The salmon was great. Don't get me wrong. um, I'd probably put that right there underneath the ham. One thing I liked about the ham was the fact that the pepper was so good on it. You know, it had a lot of flavor. It did. It did. And uh, very dainty, great presentation, as you can see from the pic- the photo that I, I've posted there. Um, your Instagram does a much better job of showing off those pictures, but uh, so good. Very yummy. I have a little practice. That's right. <laughs> I was just your assistant. Here's a better the cucumber picture. sandwich. Here's a better. I picture. thought it was interesting because it had the pear with it. So it wasn't your typical cucumber sandwich. It's a little bit, a little bit more unique. You can see there the the salmon, the smoked salmon. There was 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 that rye bread? Um, it was some marbled bread. It looks like a a marbled marbled rye, I think. Mm-hmm. So how could you not like that? And that comes from your Instagram. You see, your Instagram photos were just wonderful. So, ugh, so good. Then, as far as the sweets. There were tea cookies, macaroons, small tarts, scones with clotted cream, and chocolate, and the little chocolate cookies. Yep. Which were really good. Once again, didn't find one. And one thing I should note that we did, I did not mention, is we added the champagne to it. They have um, Chandon Champagne, and we got a glass of that, just $5 for a glass of champagne paired with that, and to make it a... uh, a grand royalty. So we did that. So good. Once again, yeah, I just love the fact that they brought two of everything, you know, and uh, whatever you didn't eat or finish, I ate. <laughs> now, I really like little berry tarts. I thought those were really good. And we couldn't, just because we couldn't get enough of the macaroons, coincidentally, they had a macaroon bar at the Hilton next door. And uh, yes, and that was also part of the food and wine weekends and it was taking place at the myth bar yeah so um once again i when you told me we're gonna be doing a tea time i was like oh okay so we're gonna have tea and and cookies okay i'm down with that 
the sandwiches were surprised. I didn't do any type of uh, research going into it. So I had no idea what to expect. I just thought we were just going to get tea and cookies, but to get the sandwiches and the variety of the cookies we got and the variety of teas that they had was just great. And it was very relaxed. As you said, I didn't ever feel that they were pushing us out one bit. I, I felt very relaxed and, uh, tea time is really a time for you to catch up with your friends, do a lot of talking, socializing, and that's exactly what we did. Not to mention the fact that we capped it off with one of these. Now, we, the, the <laughs> app, we, had a, we, we uh, I heard so many stories because Kristen had already sampled this before, but I had not had the peacock egg. What's the official name of this drink? Uh, the, the peacock the alley peacock, peacock egg. egg. Uh, lavender lemonade, lemonade, and uh, they froze the inside. As you can see, that that icy outer shell is just one big old egg they put there, and it looks like a lava lamp. But I have to say, the signature drink definitely made my day. This uniqueness was was a lot of fun. So I give it a thumbs up. There's one thing that I want to say about this particular experience is that if you've been over to the Garden View Tea Room over at Grand Floridian and you've enjoyed their service. You know that it starts at $30 and um, very quickly goes up from that. You know, very few people are going to go and just do the the um, the bottom level of theirs. This one only has one, one level and you get all that stuff for $30, which to me is a great price. Then it's five dollars to add the champagne. So I mean, you. I think if you're going to go for a tea time, this is the one that I would definitely recommend trying. It's really nice. It's I really enjoyed it, and I have done the one at Grand Floridian. And I think when we went, wasn't as much food as this, but I want to say ours was like forty dollars, forty eight dollars, something like that. Wow. We yeah. And uh, again, that's that's per person, but I think it's well. Well worth it for the experience. We were there for, what, about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. two, something like that? Yeah, yeah. It was a very casual, very laid-back atmosphere, and it was worth it. The The food, the drink, the desserts, definitely well worth it. And uh, I'm not wanted- a time person, so you can take it from me, Mr. Manly Man, Mr. Geek Me- Geeky Man, that uh, I had fun with you, uh, celebrating with you and just having fun there. So uh, it was worth the money. For sure. Uh, If you're interested in this, you can make reservations, uh, which I highly recommend making reservations ahead of time. Uh, Can be done by calling 407-597-5450. Again, the review is up on diningatdisney.com. You can just look under, click on the Food and Wine Weekends banner on the uh, right-hand side, and you'll be able to find the review for both uh, the tea time as well as Taste of Bull and Bear. And there's got the information as well of how to enjoy those experiences. Again, the royalty does take place um, on Sundays at from 2 to 4. So, You know, we talk a lot about the Disney experience, Kristen, on your podcast. We talk about how cast members are when you're you're going to a resort as the Waldorf, like the Waldorf, you expect nothing but the best. And that's exactly what happened. Everybody was so great. The food service, the servers, the, the wait staff was just absolutely amazing. And this is what you want. And this is why I feel that um, it was so relaxing for me being on vacation 
and doing these experiences were just absolutely amazing. So once again, uh, pat on the back to the staff and the management at the Waldorf Astoria for making sure that we had a good time. So I would have to agree. <laughs> you have anything else you want to say about our experiences, Alton? Nope, but uh, I will say those reviews and those pictures are great on diningatdisney.com. So definitely get some mouthwatering pictures there and and uh, definitely will motivate you uh, to go check out that resort and, and definitely book some dining there because it is well worth it. If you're a, if you're a yes, foodie person, you definitely want to check that out. This is an, a not-to-miss experience there. Well, I think that is all that we have for today. So, Aljo, why don't you tell everybody where they can check you out? Awesome. Check us out at Jedi Mouseketeer, JediMouseketeer.com. We are currently celebrating 30 days of Star Wars. Uh, so we are counting down the days to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Of course, we also post a lot about the Disney parks and about Marvel as well. So you can geek out with me at JediMouseketeer.com. Of course, Kristen and I also have a sister podcast at WDW Tiki Room, a family-friendly show that airs on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. Also, highlights available for WDW Tiki Room, courtesy of Weeby Geeks Network. Just like this podcast, you can find on iTunes as well as Stitcher Radio. And you can find everything Dining at Disney at DiningAtDisney.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. On YouTube, it's The Dining at Disney. As Al John mentioned, we are brought to you by Weeby Geeks Network. So please download and subscribe to our show uh, on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. We really love that. So thanks for listening. Until next time, bon appetit.